It is Thursday on Daily Delivery. I'm Michael Rand. Glad to be back at it for another show and a good one coming up. If you missed um, myself and Bill Guerin, Wild General Manager, out at the State Fair on Wednesday, fear not. That is the interview subject on today's show. Recorded that from uh, from yesterday around noon. Really good conversation, fun with Bill Guerin just talking about stuff at the fair, of course. They get a little bit more free-flowing than than a regular um, daily delivery interview segment, but but plenty of substance too with uh, you know upcoming season, what's going on with you know Marco Rossi, other players, and uh, some good questions from the audience as well. So stick around for that. Hope you enjoy that conversation as we kind of get ready for you know wild training camp just a few weeks away. Doesn't quite feel like it. Because the calendar, at least for another day, still says August, and it still is summer, at least for a little while longer now. But getting ready for the wild season and plenty uh, plenty of intrigue for that season coming up ahead. Some Vikings roster moves that we'll get to at the end of the show. Um, Gophers open their football season tonight. Not going to go too deep on that because we've had a lot of Gopher football content the last couple days, but we got to mention something here towards the end of this segment here as well as Minnesota United. First, though, what did I miss? I've got to start, start with the Twins. They Man, they had a chance on Wednesday to really put Cleveland not all the way away, but go up. Chance to go up, what, seven games with 20-some left to play in the season. A, a win in that game on Wednesday really would have, you know, essentially let them just kind of coast to the finish line. And it looked like they were going to get there. Sonny Gray was awesome on uh, on Wednesday. You know, seven shutout innings. And only needed 81 pitches to do it. Turns it over to the bullpen with a 2 nothing lead. Griffin Jacks gives up a run. It's 2-1 going into the ninth. Joan Duran in their one strike away from winning the game, but a wild pitch ties it up. Twins give up three more in the 10th, lose 5-2. Lead is five games, and still big picture-wise, I'm sure they still feel pretty good about things. I know they've still got three left with Cleveland. A five-game lead still seems pretty safe, especially relative to, you remember, they were a half game back at the All-Star break. So big picture, we're not sounding alarm bells here. But A, <clears throat> a chance to really put Cleveland away didn't do that. And B, I think we've talked a lot about the struggles of the bullpen. We've talked about various pitchers at various times. Beginning of the year, it was, you know, Emilio Pagan and a lot of these high leverage situations that wasn't coming up in the clutch. <clears throat> um, after that, it got to be guys like, um, you know, Griffin Jacks has had his problems. You know, Brock Stewart and Caleb Thielbar were hurt for quite a while. They were looking for, you know, reliable guys. Jorge Lopez, that just didn't work out. Someone we haven't maybe talked enough about struggle-wise is Joan Duran. In the last two months, you look at Joan Duran in terms of both the statistics and how you feel when he enters a game, and it's just not the same as it was for the first three months of the year. You go back the first three months of the year through basically through the, the end of June, Duran had an ERA of like one and a half. He was lights out. He came into the game. You expected that game to be over since then, since the start of July. 
Joan Duran has an ERA of 4.64, and it could be even worse because five runs also unearned during that time. So 21 and a third innings pitched, 26 hits, six walks, 16 runs, 11 of them earned. Um, giving up a 302 batting average during that span and an 830 OPS. That is not dominant. And I'm wondering if he's worn down, if people are figuring him out, or if he's just kind of going through a stretch where more hits are falling in, things like that. I don't know. It just seems like when he comes into a game now, I don't have the same feeling that I have. And, you know, some of that's just, you know, that he's struggled more and that's going to happen. But I don't know where it turned exactly when it started to feel different, but that's not a good sign for this postseason. They need Joan Duran. If, you know, assuming they're going to lock up this AL Central race at some point here, they are going to need Joan Duran to be at his best in the postseason. They, they cannot go into the playoffs thinking, uh, this isn't that great. We, we don't really have a guy that we trust on the back and the backside because you can't get into a postseason situation, a 3-2 game, and, and feel like you're shaky going into a ninth inning. You've got to be able to nail those down. So that's what I'm watching over this next month. Can they, A, can they finally finish off Cleveland? And B, can Duran get back to that point where you feel like he is the dominant closer that he was for the first three months of the season, in fact, that he was so much of last year? Because I just haven't had that feeling in the last couple months, and the stats, unfortunately for the Twins, bear that out. The opposite of that feeling is when Emmanuel Reynoso plays for Minnesota United, as he did on Wednesday. They beat Colorado two, I'm sorry, three to nothing, two goals from Reynoso, one from Timo Puki. Uh, a good win, a big win for them. It was just a rare home win at Allianz Field. Moves them from 10th to 7th in the MLS playoff standings. That puts them in the playoffs as of now. Still plenty of work to do. Still a, a handful of games left here down the stretch, but they have to feel good about that. Not squandering that opportunity against Colorado. Getting the three points at home. A lot of games coming up here in a short span, but you know, Renoso been such a key to that season. When I talked to Adrian Heath, I think it was last week, just you know, his, his getting his best players going, getting all of his best players back. Renoso undoubtedly their best player when he plays at that level even though he was a little banged up he's playing on an ankle that's not a hundred percent he can still score two goals in that uh, in that kind of environment with that kind of uh with that kind of setback um you know weighing him down a little bit that's that's pretty impressive and gives them you know gives them like i said those much needed three points so a good win for the loons final thing in this segment Go for football. Good piece by Chip Scoggins today, and I think it underscores the biggest question I have going into the season and the opener tonight against Nebraska. A sellout. I've been watching. I went to the fair, of course, yesterday, like I said, with Bill Guerin. That's coming up here in a minute. Um, <clears throat> I, I park over at the U because it's just easier for me to get there, ride the shuttle over. It's, it's a pretty smooth experience, and I saw all the preparation going on at Huntington Bank Stadium, saw the Nebraska truck pull up, unloading all the equipment. Um, it's a big deal. Sellout crowd, big night. I want to watch, though, like Chip wrote about, can P.J. Fleck adapt this season? Can the Gophers evolve? They haven't had to in recent years because, A, the schedule hasn't been as hard. They've, they've had this kind of softer Big Ten schedule. Um, there's Their non-conferences have been okay, but I think they'll be tested against against uh, North Carolina this year in a way that they haven't been tested in past years. And just, you know, a tougher Big Ten slate and 
Can they can they throw the ball more? Can PJ Fleck adapt to a more modern style of college football? Because if they can't, if they can't adapt and go forward, I feel like they're going to get stuck in the past here at a certain point. That's what I want to watch for this season, and especially in Thursday's opener against Nebraska. MGM Wine and Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, premixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there's an MGM near you. Head to MGMWineAndSpirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine and Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM. All right, welcome out, everybody. Michael Rand here from the Star Tribune. I've got Bill Guerin, Minnesota Wild general manager, with me. Everybody give a big round of applause. Have a seat. Enjoy. Uh, enjoy the nice weather, Bill. I don't think it's been like this when we've been out here. No, it's usually at least 15 degrees hotter, and the humidity is usually off the charts. Yeah. More serious than this. This is perfect. So what do, you, what do you what do you do this time of year? I mean, you guys are kind of in between space. You're not in camp yet. What, what's the what's the protocol right now? Uh, do the things I can't do when I'm not, you know, when I'm in season. Uh, I just got back from Croatia on Monday night, and uh, my wife and I were out there with a big group on, you know, friends uh, for a week, and it was it was a blast. So things like that, we're gonna uh, go out to Colorado for Labor Day weekend and uh, visit some more friends out there and play some golf, just stuff like that before, you know, we we kind of hit the grind. Are you able to like fully unplug? Like, how do you? What's your work-life ratio when you do that? I, I do my best because I think you really have to. But things always come up. There's always a text message or a call or something that need, you know uh, question needs to be answered. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. It is not a grind right now at all. Um, but you know you, you can never really just completely turn off but i do a pretty good job of it when i have to i think last year there was some drama last year i think last time i talked to you around this stage last year we were wondering where your star player might be i don't think hopefully you don't have that drama no we do not have that drama um but like we were talking i I think last year we did this interview my wife and i left for spain um but again like i i missed half a like we were in Barcelona and I did the Kulikov trade during dinner. <laughs> really? Um, just say, yeah, it was a time change and everything was came to a head. And I mean, I, I, I had to do my job. So That's I, I missed most of the paella. Wow. You can always go back, right? You can always go back. You can't always get Kulikov. You can, you can always go back to stay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like I said, don't don't feel bad for me. I'm, no, I'm, I'm okay. You just joined us. This is Bill Guerin, a Minnesota Wild general manager, graciously uh, spending some of his time at the fair out here, making the rounds of you. What have you done so far, aside from talk to people like me? Yeah, honestly, just talk to people like you. And uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I did have my uh, my uh, annual pronto pump. I'll be having something else after. Um, and then I've got a couple more obligations. Um, and then I'm coming back tomorrow. I'm coming back tomorrow. For uh, for some more food, some beer, okay, and Duran Duran. Oh, really? Is that, oh, yeah. Is that? Let's kind of. I've seen them before. They're kind of in my wheelhouse. Is that? Totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I was born in 1970, so oh yeah, growing up in the 80s, right. you know, uh, 
they were huge and um, I've never seen them before so this will be uh, this will be this is exciting to see Simon Laban and, and the guys that's great I, I that caught me off guard I love that though what let's talk about the season a little bit um, expectation wise you guys have a lot of the same players and so I think there's maybe the temptation to kind of wonder where the improvement comes from within. You have so you've had successful regular seasons. What what do you think, you know, expectation wise and also roster building wise coming into the season? What are what are some of the, the things that you're looking forward to or the things that you want to see? Yeah, like you said, we have most of the same team coming back, you know, minus Matt Dumba, uh, minus Ryan Reeves, but we've you know, we, we have uh, Marcus Johansson signed to an extension. Uh, we, we traded for Pat Maroon. Um, you know, so the team is, you know, uh, relatively the same. Um, but the expectations, you know, are high and they remain the same. You know, we we expect improvement. Um, you know, we, we, we expect to make the playoffs again. And, and when we get to the playoffs, we expect to do better than we've done. And, um, you know, it, it's just... It's the way we have to think. It's the way we have to operate. And, and to have high expectation, high expectations, is, is something that I feel is really important. And um, you know, it starts day one of training camp. When you've been to the playoffs three years in a row and played competitive series, but haven't gotten over that hump to the second round, how do you evaluate kind of what is just luck of the draw, flukes, bounces, and what you need to do differently when you get to those moments? I mean, we, we have evaluated it. I mean, we've, we watch it a number of times. And, you know, I, I think the most important thing to do is because the playoffs are so emotional. You know, I think it's really important that you take a little time, step back from it, and then go revisit it with kind of a cool head. Uh, you know, not with, with, with less emotions involved and, and really just kind of figure out um, what happened. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, you can look at things like Ryan Hartman getting hurt. You can look at things like Joel Erickson Eck not being available. Um, and those are those are serious things for us. Oh, yeah. Um, but then you can also look at certain parts of our game really needed to be better. Um, we needed scoring from Korea. We needed scoring from Bolts. Uh, we didn't get it. And, and nobody was more disappointed than them. But that that was the reality. Why, why didn't they, you know, why weren't we getting scoring? Why was our PK, uh, you know, not good until game five? Things like that. We have to, you know, we have to, to go at it with, with an objective view and, and figure out how we can fix it. I don't think you guys take someone like Eric Smith for granted, but maybe we do a little bit when you see what it looks like when he's not there. He does so much for you guys. I mean, he does everything for us, and, and it's when a guy when a guy like him goes down, it's a it's an enormous uh, uh, hole in the roster to fill. And um, yeah, it's just you, you, you don't just replace guys like that. It, you really don't. Um, you know, and that that's it's just tough to do. As you think about kind of the, the next wave of players, and we've talked about this. I mean, we're we're into that zone now where you're needing some of these younger, you know, entry level contract guys to produce. You know, in part because that's just the evolution of hockey, but in part because you still have the Parisian Suter buyouts on the cap for the next couple of years. Who are who's kind of the next wave as we kind of think about you know the guys that are going to step into those roles. Yeah, I mean, regardless of what time we are, you know, with uh, with 
with salary cap situations or, you know, whether we, whether we have buyouts affecting us or not, it, it doesn't matter. We are always going to need that next wave of players to, to contribute. And, and we're going to really have to have some of these young guys step up. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have Brock Faber in our lineup this year. Um, we're looking for him to contribute. Uh, we're looking for guys, uh, you know, depth guys to, to contribute more. Um, you know, bottom line guys, we can use more contribution from like, you know, Dewar, Duhame. We'll need chip in from Maroon. We'll need, uh, you know, we'll need, we'll need more in the playoffs from everybody. Um, and it's not just production. We need, you know, we, we need just more. Uh, more sacrifice, more dedication, more... Uh, it, it, it's kind of funny to say it kind of vague, but it, it, it is. It, we just, we need more. I'm glad you mentioned Brock Faber. I had him on the Daily Delivery podcast a couple weeks ago. You can probably hear this interview, by the way, everybody on that show tomorrow. Um, I don't think I've talked to someone who wants to win for Minnesota quite as much as Brock Faber. How, how do you, when you, in your interactions with him, how, how do you characterize his kind of love of Minnesota? I, I mean, I think that's pretty common in, in hockey players from Minnesota, just people from, gen- from Minnesota in general. Uh, you know, but I think when... You know, I, I used to be very apprehensive about bringing Minnesota-born players back to Minnesota to play for the Wild because you're not at the U, you're not at St. Cloud, you know, you're not at Minnesota State. You're in the National Hockey League, and it's a business, and it's a way better league. Yeah. And the stakes are higher, and um, there's a lot of pressure, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't want to bring guys back just to so they can you know, be close to family and hang out at home and be where they're comfortable. I don't want guys to be that comfortable. I want them to be, I want them to be on edge. I want them to be focused on winning. And and sometimes when you get too many players from one place that, you know, are, are on the team, it, it can be like that. But I, I, I think now more than ever, guys from Minnesota do want to play in Minnesota. And they want to win here, and they're very focused. And like I look at Brock, and there's none of that. He is laser focused. In I look at Sammy Walker, and it's the same thing. They want to deliver something to their home state that nobody has delivered before, and um, that's exciting to me. Yeah, it's an exciting time. Hey, hey, by the way, if anybody has a question for Bill Guerin from the Minnesota Wild, general manager, got a microphone right down here. Feel free to. Uh, Come on up and, and and give it a give it a whirl when you're uh, when when you are so inclined. We got some more time with Bill here, but um, Bill, as you kind of think about you know, if you'll step up and we'll, we'll we'll stop what we're doing if you guys want to come up and, and ask. But if uh, you, know, you just kind of think about the wild and kind of its trajectory, what when should this be kind of like hitting a peak? Because you've been good, and I know that a lot of people rate your prospect system as you know, if not the best certainly one of the best like what's what's the arc that you kind of have in mind as you think about the one year the three year the five year plan yeah you know what we we want to we want to get better every year we want to continually you know build build our roster build our team build our culture and our, our winning attitude and and eventually um and you know what I, I i don't know if it's in two years three years five years but we want to keep building to where we are contending for a Stanley Cup for a good number of years. Um, and we just, so for that, like, 
I, I can't give you a set date or no. year, but it's got to be a, a continual build. And um, that comes in different ways. Right now, we are on the, the draft and develop uh, plan. We are not trading away a lot of draft picks at all. Um, at some point in time, that can switch to, uh, you know, big trades or free agency, things like that, where we want to make uh, more of an impact for the right now. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a gradual build. But, like I said, I think doing that with the high expectations of winning every night and every year are, are really important. So goaltending last year was very good and maybe became something different than we thought it would be at the start of the year when you traded for Philip Gustafson. I don't think you knew what you were going to get from him last year. Well, we didn't think we were going to get that. Well, I wouldn't know anything. I, I didn't. We, we thought he could be pretty good. Uh, we did some homework on him, and, you know, talent-wise, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, his, his technique and things like that, when the goalie coaches watched him, you know, they thought that there was really something positive there. Uh, what he did was way above what we thought we were going to get. Um, and it's great. He, him and Flower really struggled out of the gate. They, I mean, I... I remember. I don't know. 20 goals in three games? Oh, my God. It was awful. <laughs> we were like, holy cow. What do we do? Yeah. We had a nice thing going. What do we, we do? We got to give them their gloves back. Uh, but, boy, did they, they turn it around. Like, they, you know, and I think it was really good for Philip to be with Flower because Flower was, Flower, like, kind of, you could see it. He got mad and he got focused and he worked on his game. And he spent more time in the gym, more time taking shots, you know, all these things. And I think Philip watched Flower and kind of emulated what he was doing. And they both kind of turned it around together at the same time. That's why I think they're such a good a good tandem. And I think it's, I think it was great last year to have, you know, a veteran like, like, like Marc-Andre Fleury around Philip Gustafson. So, I mean, how does it play? I mean, you don't know how it plays out this year. You've got Gustafson now under contract for... With a three-year deal that you, you negotiated with him and signed a few weeks ago. And Jasper Wallstead has been playing awfully well on the minors. You've got Flurry, this veteran who's won three Stanley Cups. I mean, it's I would characterize this as a problem, but you've got you've got a lot of capable goalies kind of on this whole spectrum, and it's going to be interesting to me at least to see how that plays out this year. Yeah, it, it will be. Um, but you know what? We we want somebody to just come in and take the reins. You know, that's what that's what you want. We have a a capable veteran, a, a good, solid young goaltender that we just signed. We have a probably the best goaltending prospect in the world right now in uh, in Jesper Wallstedt. So come in and take a job. Like that's that's what we want. That's you know, it's, it's healthy competition. It's competition competition with within teammates, and uh, yeah, that, that's what you want. I think I think Jesper could use a little more time. Uh, and, and be the true number one in the American Hockey League. But, you know, hey, look, we're, we're never opposed to players stepping in and playing great either. Talking with Bill Guerin again here. If anybody has a question for Bill, please come on up right here. You I have a quick question. Oh, what is the lip balm called? Crop art. So it kind of tastes like wild wait, rice. Wait, what? Crop art. So you know how, like, there's the crop art... Uh, it's the uh, you you confuse oh, a little from bit. out of town. Yeah, it's it's a state fair thing. It's kind okay. of like it's made out of like it kind of smells like wild rice. I guess is my is how I would say. We're yeah. gonna get, we'll get you some if you like some. Absolutely, yeah, we can do that. I think we have a question over here. Oh, Go ahead. Super. 
Oh, you better turn that one on. Somebody to pass to and score, or you know, uh, I don't remember the guy. I'm blanking on his line. Superella, Superella, right? He does a good job of passing to him. But how do you? How can we get even more out of him? Well, it, I mean, honestly, it, it is tough to ask more of him because he does so much on a night in, night out basis. I, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was tough to watch him struggle through the playoffs last year because, you know, he cares so much. Um, you know, I know the coaching staff does certain things that, at certain times to me, maybe kind of jar something, you know, loose, like switch the lines, giving somebody different to play with. It's a different feel. Um, but it's really tough to ask for more than what he already gives us. Uh, hey, look, can, uh, you know, can... Can he give us, you know, 50 goals or 55 goals rather than, you know, 47, 48? Yeah, he probably can. But, you know, for 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 me, the the effort, the compete, the battle that Kirill has each and every night is as important as, you know, his stats because that really drives the bus for our team. If, if our best player competes the way he does, or like he does, everybody else has to jump on board. Um, but you know, hey look, we're, I'm, I'm in management now. Uh, you always, you're always asking for more. If fair or unfair, you, you just want more from everybody. Thanks. We got another one down here, go for it. What tips would you give to me at my age as a hockey player? What tips would I give to you as a hockey player? How old are you? Ten. Ten. It's a good age. The very first thing is have fun with the game. Love the game. Play it for fun. It is great. And you know what? Just just work hard. Like you know what? It, you you can control a couple things, right? You can control how hard you work at the game. You can you can control what a good teammate you are. And um, just really, honestly, love the game. You can go to all the skills coaches and this and that and all that stuff. Just make sure that you're having fun with it. When I, when I was a young kid, we didn't have skills coaches and things like that. I'm sure your dad will tell you that too. Like, you played for fun. Get out on the pond. You know, play unstructured hockey. You don't always have to be at a practice or with a skills coach. Get your buddies, get out on the pond, play with no rules, make stuff up. You know, your boots is the goals, all that stuff. Play hockey and just love it. You got it, buddy. Can you tell, like, even the guys that are on the wild right now, the guys that grew up 
loving the game or the guys that have some of that creativity to their game that we're able to or we're allowed to do some of those things that you yeah. were just saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's one thing. Like, you can tell the guys that we're allowed to, you know, kind of like I said, play pond hockey, play shinny hockey. Don't, don't let the adults screw it up, you know, and, and um, they can think the game. You know what? There are a lot of there are a lot of guys out there, and they're in the league. You know what? They're fast as hell. They can stick handle. They can shoot. They can't think. They don't know how to play the game, and and half of them can't throw a ball either. They've never played baseball or anything. It's kind of funny. That's and that's like a point of emphasis. But, but, though. People, yeah, just play, you know what? Too? play other sports. That'll make you a better hockey player. Thanks for the questions, you guys. Anybody else have any questions? We've got about five minutes left here with Bill Guerin, general manager of the Wild. Really appreciate his time out here. Beautiful day, by the way. Hope everybody's having a good time at the fair. It's just, yeah, I love it. This is, I love it. This is, oh, I think I think the fair is awesome. I love coming every year. Um, you know, it ex- gives me an excuse to. It's pretty much my normal diet, I would think. But <laughs> pronto, pronto puffs are my favorite. I already buried one of those. It's just a matter of what's next. <laughs> we got another question. Oh, what to say? You got pierogies? What is that? What is that? Ice cream. Sweet corn ice cream? Oh, that sounds kind of good. Butter bacon syrup. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's, wow. That's like a side dish for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I would. And dessert. <laughs> the one thing I, I, lo- I mean, I know the corn's great, but I don't gravitate towards the corn because it's a vegetable and there's so many other things. <laughs> it's like kind of a vegetable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead, sir. If I come back in the future of the fair, who are we going to see first? Stanley Cup or a new GM? Oh, Ooh, wow. The tough question. Wow. A Stanley Cup or a new GM? What's coming first? Wait, what was your timeline? <laughs> when he comes back next. <laughs> when you come back next. I hope I don't see you for 15 years. <laughs> right? Oh, I, yeah. Well, I would I would think if we do, if we do, and when we do deliver a Stanley Cup, I'm, I'm sure it will make an appearance here. Well, you won't get to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna come find you and make sure that yeah. you get the, the first dibs out of that. We got it. That's it. Yeah, exactly. You can tell the people. I mean, this... no, that's a, that's a one thing, and I think it's a misconception of Minnesota sports market is because you, being an outsider, when you're coming in, you only hear about Minnesota nice and oh, everybody's so nice, and they just kind of people want to win here. They want a championship. They want to win. And it's a demanding sports market. It should be. Yeah. This is a great sports market. And um, it's not just kind of hockey-dory. And people are not okay with just losing. Yeah. People it, want to win. People, people want to win. And I like that. I think it's great. You should want to win. You should expect, you should expect excellence from your team. Not, not crap. Yeah, it should. I mean, and that's and it's hard because there's, there's like stages. Like you got to understand where you are as a franchise. But yeah, I think 100%. you guys are you guys are knocking on the door of being more than you are. Listen, there are rebuilds. There are rebuilds on the fly. There are down seasons. I understand all that. But you want your. I, and trust me, I grew up a Boston sports fan, and, and it's very demanding. You want your teams run properly, manage properly, 
um, putting everything they have into it in order to win. You know, you're not going to win every year, but you better you better die trying. And um, you know, we have I think we have a first class owner. I think we have a first class organization. We 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 put everything we have into it, and we're growing it. And you know what? We want to win. I, I, listen, we. I'm not here just because I like to do the job. Like, the, right. I mean, the job's great. Yeah. You want to, you want to win. That's, that's it. If anybody else has one more question for Bill, I got one more for him. But just not this guy. Not this guy. Though. When are you going to win the Stanley Cup, or are you going to get fired? I love yeah, it. Essentially, the that's essentially what it yeah. boiled down to. That was, it's, a, it's okay. It's, it's, a, you know, it's, it's what we're out, we're out here. Yeah, to it'll ask. be great though when she, when she comes with her new husband. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> Sorry, you're not. Wow. You're all set. Wow! She has wow. already left him. <laughs> I was going to ask you about Marco Rossi, but I don't know if I can top that. Yeah, no, Marco's doing great. He's been in Minnesota all summer. We've had we've had about twelve guys uh, in Minnesota all summer working out at, at our practice rink and uh, enjoying what Minnesota has to offer in the summer. And it, it's just, yeah, they love it. It's fantastic, and you know, like young guys too, like Kalen Addison, uh, you know, Middleton. And, Guys that uh, guys have never spent a summer here before are here and committed to it, and yeah, it's great. Yeah. Sounds like you guys are primed for a fun and interesting year. I think uh, maybe uh, maybe when I talk to you this time next year, we'll, we'll have you know some some playoff advancement and things like that to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'll, I'll see you here next year, buddy. Yeah. And, um, With the Stanley Cup holding, yeah. hoisting the cup right here. It'll, yeah, and hopefully, it'll we, fit right here. hopefully we get this great weather again. That'll be great. Well, once again, everybody, big round of applause. Bill Guerin, Minnesota Wild general manager. We appreciate it. And, and uh, enjoy the rest of the offseason until the grind starts. Thanks, and uh, good luck winning more stuffed animals. <laughs> That's the time so far today. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Bill Guerin. If you missed it out at the fair yesterday, had a lot of people stop by, so that was really appreciated as well. Good questions from the audience, so thank you if you were out there. Come join me. I've got two more planned appearances um, Saturday and Monday, I believe. Um, Minnesota Lynx will be out there, I think, 3 o'clock Saturday. And uh, Gophers women's basketball coach Don Plitzawhite is supposed to join me sometime Monday morning, Labor Day. So check back for the uh, for the official time on that once I know for sure. Um, but yeah, Bill Guerin, really enjoyed talking to him. Um, love learning that he's a Duran Duran fan. Uh, we talk, This is probably the first first ever episode of uh, Daily Delivery where we talked both Duran and Duran Duran. But uh, that was uh, that was fun to to kind of uh, to hear that he's going to that concert tonight. A uh, <clears throat> a child of the '80s music, of course, based on when he was born. And a big season ahead for the Wild. Let's not uh, let's not sugarcoat it. Uh, I think they've been they've been good. They've had good regular seasons. I don't think they are. I think their best years are still ahead of them, but they need to keep ascending at this point and take a step at some point to feel like they are on the right track. So that's what I'm watching for for the Wild this season. Let's finish with the cooler, though. Vikings made some roster moves. 
And I started uh, Wednesday show clamoring for something more to happen after watching those initial Tuesday cutdowns. And then not long after that, they signed uh, former Dolphins running back Miles Gaskin and former Bills offensive lineman David Questenberry. Both of those experienced veterans give them a little bit more depth. As a uh, kind of as a side note to what they did there, they put Kenade Nwangwu on injured reserve and cut. Jalen Rager. That closes the book on probably a, a not probably not the the ideal scenario with Rager when they acquired him last year. I think they wanted more from Jalen Rager, but he did give us he did give me one of my favorite moments ever on the show, and that's what I want to end with. I asked Jalen Rager. I went over. I went around last year and asked all sorts of Viking special teams players about the butt punt, that play where the Miami punter kicked the ball off of his own lineman and it, it went for a safety. And a lot of the Vikings were were good sports and kind of played along with it or answered questions about you know what it's like to play special teams. Jalen Rager. Um, wasn't rude or anything like that, but he just didn't really have the time or patience for that question. So I want to end today by playing that exchange I had with him that I used on a podcast almost a year ago. Have you ever seen a punter kick a punt off of another man's butt? Did you see the butt punt from the uh, Dolphins game? Nah, I see it. You didn't, no. see it. you didn't see it at all? So what happened was Dolphins get back up there on end zone. Guy goes to punt it. His own teammate's too far back. Kicks mm. right off his, it's right in the teammate's butt. Goes right in the air for a safety. They don't got nothing to do with me. No, I know. I just was wondering if you ever seen something like that. No, I haven't. I don't know if you have a favorite favorite Jalen Rager moment with the Vikings, but that one was mine. And that'll do it for today. Bobby Nightingale Jr. expected to join me on Friday show to talk twins going into a big road stretch here against Texas and Cleveland. They need to pull through in those six games to feel like they're they're kind of hitting that home stretch with a comfortable lead. Bob and I will talk about all sorts of things, I am sure, coming off of an interesting slate of games. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Michael Rand. Back at it again tomorrow.